welcome back to a long overdue episode of the What's It All About podcast. Joined again today by star of the show, Ryan Curtis. We are also filming, so first time we're filming it. Um, Now, it's been a while since, obviously, we've had a sit-down to do this. Thought we'd get together, obviously, because of what's going on at the minute. There's a, there's a there's a lot to go through, I think. So, um, my initial first thoughts. I think I think I've I've been through the motions a little bit with it, to be honest. I think when it first started breaking in China, we had uh, I thought it was just one of these SARS and Ebola and stuff mm-hmm. that you know about two or three people get maybe in, in the UK, and you don't really end up coming over here, and it's all a bit fuss about nothing, if you like. <laughs> Obviously, then it started impacting into people's jobs where, obviously, China's the workshop of the world at the minute, isn't it? So, we are heavy, heavily reliant on China. Um, and then, obviously, it started creeping its way over, getting worse and worse. European countries start uh, reporting all these deaths. Uh, Italy being the worst, obviously, mm-hmm. and then Spain's, obviously, uh, just just as bad, really. It's only maybe a couple of thousand deaths behind. Um, so, then you start taking notice of it then don't you and then workplaces start slowing down people get told to stay at home all this social distancing comes in which we're obviously adhering to today obviously yep um and then so obviously it changes your perception on it a little bit so at the start i thought you know maybe i don't know maybe this is serious stuff um what's your thoughts I think it's very difficult to build a narrative. Um, there's so many conflict, uh, conflicting narratives going around from people that I respect. Um, <clears throat> I think I've come to, come to the conclusion that, that it is something quite serious um, for me. Um, I know a lot of people think that the the government's response or you know the the, the globe's response is is you know too much. Um, perhaps that may be the case Um, however myself personally I would rather a big response and get what potentially is a major drama under control Um, Okay, so just hold that thought there then so I'll go through the facts and figures so I wrote this down yesterday so as of yesterday worldwide 1.1 million cases have been identified Uh, there's been 61,000 deaths, which is giving you about a 5% death rate okay. of cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UK is reporting 41,000 cases uh, and 4,313 deaths. So it's almost ten, well, it's around 10% mm. death rate. So I look down, if you go on this website called Worldometer, it shows you, it gives you all the, the facts and figures about um, the coronavirus. As it stands, the UK looks like it's the epicenter for deaths. If you were to if, ratio yeah, yeah. Okay. If you were to read the facts and figures now, there's a, there's a lot of different ways I think that the, the the facts can be interpreted because there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that you need to consider. So number one being the tests. So there's not a there's not a wholesale testing. Certainly not in this country, but across the globe. It's not like, right, everyone's coming in for the test yeah. and this is how we can get a fair judgment, yeah? In Western Europe, 
so or in in the developed world if you like I went down the list and it gives you um, tests per million of population and the UK was the lowest okay so 2698 tests per million people in population if you look at Germany they're they're, they've tested like 30,000, if you like, per, per million. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got a higher number of cases, but it pushes the percentage of deaths down. Why down? Because yeah, you're yeah, testing yeah. more people. Yeah. So, in the, it's, it's easy for it to get jazzed up and not sexed up in the media that there may be a bigger problem than what it is. That, mm-hmm. This is where I'm coming from. I think... And I fair, don't think it's proportionate, okay. the reaction. Okay. You could be living with it, or I could be living yeah. with it. And just holding it down. And we we've could not been be. tests, so we're not part yeah, of the yeah. statistics. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a fair, yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. So, you know, the, the the next question that it comes to is, why, why haven't we got enough tests? Like, why why has it been a couple of weeks now where NHS staff are being denied testing or, you know, the, the people that are on the so-called front line, mm-hmm. they're just going off symptoms. So, you got a cough, you stay at home for two weeks. You know, is it... Is that enough, really, to crash the global economy and put half the planet on house arrest? That's 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 where I'm coming from. So it, that's it, the question I'm asking. It's, it's a fair point, and and like I said at the start, I haven't formulated a wholesale narrative on it yet. Um, I've just got a series of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think that the global economy, in particular the Western economies, are on the brink of going bust anyway? Absolutely. Um, running with massive, massive debt, interest-bearing debt, where um, just exporter economies now, we don't, we don't, um, importers, sorry. Um, You know, obviously nothing's made in the West, we just consume, that's all we do, and and that's, that's not going to lead to a a positive economic situation. Um, And obviously we've had the multiple bailouts of banks and whatnot, so... Could this be their way of saying, oh, the global economy's just gone. We're now in a global depression. Mm-hmm. Wasn't my fault. Yeah. It was COVID-19. Yeah. It was bat flu. Potentially. I take the, that point, the, potentially. The, the, there is that, that saying, um, never waste a good crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, get you, I get your point. There could be a genuine case and then they've just jumped on the back of it and saw the opportunity for mm-hmm. it. Maybe. Just before we move on from the testing, though, I just want to make you aware, really, um, of some of the stuff that I've I've been looking into around testing. So, the, the tests that they've got, how reliable are they? Well, it's coming out not very. Okay. So, the tests that they're using is something called a PCR test, right? They're not actually testing for COVID-19 because there isn't a test for COVID-19. They haven't isolated the um, the virus to then, you yeah, know, yeah. create a test behind it. It all came about very, very quickly in China after the first few hundred people got it. They created this test, which has then been rolled out across the world. Mm-hmm. So what, what it's testing for is the presence of um, your body's reaction. So there's something called exosomes, right? Now, the, this, there's several loads of doctors in Germany and America. There's one, one particular one that I've, I've made a note of called uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, who's an American doctor, mm-hmm. who's been looking into it. So are, are we testing for the right thing? Does it work? You know, Because he's obviously quite worried about this 
because as it heads over to America now, it's killing more people. Uh-huh. You're a doctor. Your natural response is to look into it a bit more, you know. So what he's found is that they collected lung fluid to create this test, so in China at the start. Um, but what, what it's doing is it's, it's testing for a genetic material, right? Now, this genetic material, what is put two and two together when you look at under a microscope, what they're saying is the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It's, it looks the same, it lives on the same um, receptors, uh, it acts the same, it's the same size as these exosomes that he's talking about. Now, these exosomes are created in your body as a reaction to toxins, stress, cancer, ionising radiation, infection, mm-hmm. injury, immune, general immune response, asthma, and it helps to remove the toxins. So when your body is under some form of stress or disease, mm-hmm. this is what your body's creating. Okay. Now, that's what we're testing. So does that mean that, <laughs> the, the way that I read that is, any disease or, if you've got anything wrong with you at all, you're going to be showing as positive. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing this as well in, in hospitals now. Where people are going to hospital, haven't got the symptoms, but they're having a test and they're saying, yeah, you're positive. Mm-hmm. People are dying and it's been reported in the news as, it's very clever the language that they use. They'll say, died after having tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on at they the minute. They didn't tell you that they had leukaemia. Or exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of it. Not only that, but, I mean, there's two stories that I know of personally, uh, that I've been told personally, that um, one where somebody's mother was meant to be having the second stage of chemotherapy, she's been knocked on the head. Okay. Uh, see you in a couple of months. Good luck. Good luck, basically, yeah, for, yeah. for a couple of months, uh, because we're too snowed under. Mm-hmm. Um... And another one where a guy's got a bleed on the brain and it's going to make him comfortable because we haven't got time. Rest in peace. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. So there is a real fallout of all this as well. Okay, so what my perspective is, mate, I've spoke to three different nurses now, family friends. And now these people could be manipulated. Of course they could. Um... All of them are saying that they've had a massive rise in admissions to hospital and they're seeing an increase in deaths. That's hard to debate, I mm-hmm. think that is. Because mm-hmm. that's... They've no vested interest in giving that perspective, right? So that's the first thing. Now, I don't understand the science um, and I haven't researched the science and whatnot myself. However, this is how I look on it. Maybe this is manufactured, right? Let's say it was manufactured. And maybe it's, it's manufactured to be used then to take away some of our civil liberties, right? Now, coming from my perspective, I'm more authoritarian-minded anyway. So how I see this is, maybe they are trying to take people's civil liberties, maybe this is manufactured, but this is going to bite them back in the ass because... And this is what makes me question whether it is the manufactured thing because these people who control things, they're not stupid, Mm -hmm. right? So what is this doing ultimately to people's perception of the world? Anyone with half a brain is thinking, is globalisation a good thing? Anyone with half a brain is thinking, no, it's not because manufacturing the United Kingdom, 
Land Rover, let's say, for argument's sake, can only do so much while there's a major drama in China because they rely on the pieces of shit plastic that come from China. So that throws into question the whole globalisation project straight away. Then you've got the free movement of people, and we've been, we've been, you know, they've been quite clear that this has been allowed to uh, spread around the world from China. When you think how many thousands of miles China is away, it's found its way to the shores of Ireland, to Cork in Ireland. Now that's a direct result of open borders and globalisation. So, as I say, anyone who's got anything about them is questioning that now as well. Not only that, people are starting to question the outsider. So. Well, I am, and I can only think it's a natural response. So it sounds awful, but I see Chinese people and that around, and I'm thinking, let's keep distance from this fella because this bat flu has come out of his country. And um, so what I'm basically trying to say is the whole global project, it's, it's, it's been in a precarious state for a long time, but now this crisis is making people question that whole project mm -hmm. and and for me personally another positive byproduct is all we ever hear from our governments is my hands are tied i can't do anything it's big business it's this my hands are tied for this reason or that reason we can't stop the crossings from the channel of these migrants you know in america we can't build the wall we can't stop the migrants flooding in from the southern border with mexico but all of a sudden we've got this bat flu action 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 so it's going to be difficult for our government to revert back to the bullshit narrative of hands tied can't do anything well you just did last month straight away you shut the whole country down so don't tell us you're powerless so it just lets me know or it should let us know where power really rests or where power can rest the government claims to be powerless whether you know we can say it's because there's the hidden hand behind governments or because big capital big capital actually runs the world perhaps but we're seeing action from these governments and i think what is quite telling is we've got a lot of negatives to say about china for obvious reasons um but they've shown us the power the state can exert if it needs to or wants to now, as I say, from my perspective, a more authoritarian perspective, because I think the state is there to protect the people and act in the interests of the people. All we ever hear from our governments is we can't do anything. We can't do anything about this. We can't do anything about that. Um, I look to China and I think they quarantined 50 million people overnight. They built hospitals in a week. Now, that is power and that is, um, you know, the collective doing something serious and, and to me I look on that and I'm, I quite admire that to be honest you know maybe you from your perspective you don't but I think they built a hospital in a week wow whereas in this in the west the governments are so inept and so quote unquote powerless and the people are so um, lazy would be the wrong word but, 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 but for me the governments can't exert their arm mm. over the people because we've got so many civil liberties so. and what not so let's see, let's see what you've got to say so, Mr Libertarian I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't disagree with anything you just said I think the problem that we have is we lack any real leadership and the population are too docile I think what you're saying is best case scenario where people will after this start questioning but 
in my opinion, I think they're just going to be happy to rush out to the pub and just get on back, try and get the normality back. Okay. I don't think the masses that it would take to make a change are going to do it yet. I don't think it's bad enough yet. Okay. Well, what I would say to that is I understand and I, I totally agree. I think we're 15, 20 years from the ground being laid enough and for the middle class to be suffering the ill effects of globalisation and whatnot for us to see genuine change. However, it's hard on the doorstep to translate the negative of globalisation to, to, to an, a, normie, a normal person. I think this quote-unquote crisis, whether it be manufactured or whether it be natural, helps people like me to translate that to a normie of how mm. globalisation is bad. Because if I just say to a normie, globalisation is bad because it ruins the economies of the West, because, you know, uh, we mm. lose manufacturing jobs, it kind of goes over their head. But if I say, OK, manufacturing has stopped at Land Rover because can't get the parts from China, why are we not producing them parts in Britain? That's globalisation. This virus was allowed to spread from Wuhan, a, a tiny province in China, all the way to the United States or to Ireland or to Britain or to wherever because of open borders and globalisation. They can make that connection then. Whether they act on it, whether they vote the way I'd like them to vote or whether they you know, begin to stay, take part in activism is, is by the by. But they can at least make that connection that globalisation, perhaps this thing, this chap on the doorstep telling me is bad, is actually bad. Mm. You know, um... Best case scenario, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. And to use that but quote, I just think you, you need to, you know, you've got to be real, haven't you? You have, you have. You've got to have a bit of realism. And I, I'm still not sold that this thing even exists, to be honest. Okay. I'm not. Now, I, I take your point about the uh, the hospitals. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out of the hospitals where over a certain age or if they've got certain medical issues, they're having do not resuscitate pat. Place, I know. Shocking. So no wonder there's a of increase course. in deaths. You know, of um, they, they've built these the temporary hospitals, one at the NEC and one in London at the Excel Centre. I think it is. I don't think they're being used yet. So, are they gearing up? Are they expecting it to get worse? Mm-hmm. How can how, if the, if this virus has never it's never it's, it's brand new. We're being told. So, how do they know it's going to act? Mm-hmm. He's, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Obviously, the smarter people than us working that out. Did, did, have you looked at the the chronology of how it, it went in China or how it went? In, mm-hmm. I haven't personally. Like, so, for example, say it hit our shores three weeks ago. Mm. Let's say, when did it hit the Italian shores for them to see the major increase? Well, China locked it down very quickly. There's only like four thousand deaths or something in China. Right. So we're told. So, well, yeah, so you, you can't believe everything. Yeah. But what they've done, right, because it's a communist country, they, they've got a lot more control over the people and they can bring in things overnight that people will just roll over to. Of course. For example, the app that they bought in. Mm-hmm. So everyone has to have this app. Uh, it's got all your personal information on it. It will tell local people and local authority, have you had the disease? Are you now immune? Mm-hmm. Um, or you know uh, uh, people that you've come in contact with they'll be placed on a two week restriction so it closed down people very quickly yeah. in this country we haven't I don't think we're at that stage yet but it might, it, we might, it might happen this week we don't know where it's right you can't go out for your exercise now mm-hmm. 
you know, but it has to come in in stages. I think very quickly overnight they just did that. I've seen videos where they've locked because I think in in Wuhan where it is a lot of tower blocks, so yeah. a lot of people live in apartments or flats if you like, and then they'll have their like, few shops or uh, barbers or whatever it is on their little compound if yeah. you like. They fenced them off completely. I've seen that, yeah. So you ain't leaving. You're staying on your compound. Not only that, but they were they were locking people's doors from the outside. Mm-hmm. Welding a bar across that they could just open just to get delivery of food. So what I would, my kind of response to that would be, the Chinese government doesn't need a crisis to treat its people like. It's a communist country. Yeah. You know, Mao killed 30 million people, let's say. This is where... And I talked to you about this the other day, where we hate our government and we hate the media because of all the lies they've told, all the betrayals, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, we hate the academia and largely, you know, scientists and that because they don't seem to ever do anything positive. So what what the fallout of that is? We've we've never got any objective truth now. We question everything, which it's good to question, but. I'm a, I'm a victim of it myself. I don't believe anything that's said by government or, mm. you know, police or whatever. And that's a problem in itself. Yeah. I, so, I, so, so my kind of... What makes me... Because straight away I'm like, it's bullshit. It's a yeah. lie. Because that's it's my inbuilt response now. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we don't know what we're seeing come out of China, whether it's... Um, you know, crisis actors or whatever. But let's say it's real, what we saw there. And they're locking people in and whatnot. That says to me, you know, if I have a good question of it, the Chinese need no reason to treat their people like that. Who's going to tell the Chinese anything? No one. And they're a communist country, so it's it's not like, you know, an oppressive regime could be voted out of power. They've got a great army. It's not like a rising could happen. So they don't need a crisis to treat people that way. It makes me think something is up here. For them to be going to those lengths... You know, for them to be doing this to their people and saying if it's for this reason makes me think it's real because they don't need mm. any excuses to treat people like that. Hardly any cases or deaths in Shanghai and Beijing. But like you say, it's made its way to Cork and Isle of Wight. And but what have the? But I don't know what's been the crack in China. Have they? Because you got to think it's a massive country. Have they said? Everything, you know, Wuhan is locked down. This province is locked yeah. down. That appears to me. So have they contained it there, but then have they still allowed flights to exit out of Wuhan? Maybe it's a bioweapon of the Chinese, mm. you know. Maybe there's been flights go Because, you know, um, I live on the... Con- well, I did live on the continent until we've got this <laughs> manufactured or not manufactured uh, crisis. And there was... At the, at the height of it going on in China, there was Chinese visitors arriving every day to have a tour of the Côte mm. d'Azur. You know, maybe... Yeah. Maybe the Chinese do know how bad it is and maybe um, they've contained it in Wuhan because they don't want it spreading to the rest of China, mm-hmm. but they're still allowing, perhaps, Wuhan um, residents to tour the Western world and, you know, share the delights of bat flu with the Westerners. Mm. You know, I don't know. It bro- I think it broke, actually, over the Chinese New Year there. So I think that's how it spread so quickly around. OK. Because if it had broke on a normal day, I think they would have just closed it down overnight, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, like you're saying, they ain't bothered either. Um, 
the, just the, way, the things that just play on my mind that makes me think it's not as bad or it's not even a thing. Yeah. The the, the, the figures just don't add up the, when you look at them. Like Italy, we got ninety nine percent of the deaths the same of people have had one, two, or three or more underlying health conditions. Okay. Yeah. Lombardy, the region there, is known as the China of Europe mm-hmm. because the air quality is so bad. Yeah. Now, what's this thing doing? It's attacking the lungs. Of course. Right? Yeah. On an average year, they've got just under 100,000 people will, will die in Lombardy yeah. on average from all causes. The next biggest region down is about 57,000, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's almost double. You know what I mean? So there is high death rate there anyway. Yeah. Are the deaths just being reported now? Perhaps. I think, I think what You've it... got... You know, the, the media don't help either because... I don't know if you've seen it the other day, but they were reporting on the American channels, um, the epicentre in New York, you know, this hospital. And it was the same footage that they used in Italy. It was the same hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, that could have been a mistake... Could have been an editing mistake, mm. but why? Yeah, I th- I th- you got people going into hospitals, filming hospitals. There's no, there's no big rush. There's no big panic. Yeah. Are people being admitted to hospital where, as where before they'd be, just be told stay at home? Mm. You've got the flu, but now because there's extra panic about yeah, it, yeah, people yeah. are being calling the ambulance. Yeah. Because they're worried, and that's why you're seeing a slot. But if you look at the figures for deaths in Europe there's um, a website called EU Momo and they it, they do the stats for the whole of Europe for all cause deaths and there hasn't been a spike Okay. year on year so where are all the extra people are people not dying from other things now or are they not reporting that mm-hmm. Some somewhere something doesn't add up yeah well basically this is where I've got to it now I don't know yeah it's the bottom line and this is kind of... Your like, nurses, just very quickly, your nurses that you're saying that you've spoken to, Yeah. everything's compartmentalised, isn't it? So of they're being said, right, this is the way that we're going to deal with this, this is the way you deal with it. Mm-hmm. No question. Okay, yep. It's like they're just doing a job at the end of the day. So when you go to work, you're told, so this, this and this, right? And, that, and that's the way it is. It's fed from the top yeah. down. But how I would say that, okay... So this is the because I'm going to see one of these nurses today. Yep. She's next door neighbour of my grandmother. I'm going to talk to her over the mm-hmm. fence. This is the question I'm going to pose. I'm going to say, uh, is there a major increase in people coming in with serious respiratory problems? Mm-hmm. If she says yes, then that leads me to think that we have got a problem. Okay. Because. Let's say let's say there's a thirty percent. Let's say there's a fifty percent increase in people coming in with serious. Mm-hmm. Not I've got a cough. I mean, struggling to breathe or whatever mm-hmm. respiratory problems that you don't see usually. We've definitely got a problem then. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. pose that because I think we've got to but, find out ways of framing our questions to kind of then help us build our own narrative. Because mm-hmm. at the moment we're kind of shooting from the hip a bit, yeah. you know. I'd, I'd I'd like to I'd like to hear from nurses and doctors, mm-hmm. or, or what, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where's you'd expect? Where's all the footage on social media and like hospitals and where is it all? Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. You know, if it was this war zone, that no, I'm I don't know because I haven't been in there, so I'm not going to sit here and say 
it is or it isn't. But where is it? Why are we not seeing it? The, like, the other when going back to the media as well in Italy. Obviously, all the nurses and doctors are wearing these goggles. So, yeah. You know PPE. So a few of these Italian doctors and nurses shared some pictures of themselves because they've had him on all day. They've been digging into the faces. Mm-hmm. The media have picked these pictures up, photoshopped them, added more cuts and bruises and stuff on the face and then put them out on their platforms. Mm-hmm. They're not helping the situation. No, no, indeed. See, I think you've looked at the actual virus from a very analytical perspective. I haven't done this yet. What I have done is look at the potential fallout, positives and negatives. Mm -hmm. And I've come to the conclusion that if this is engineered, I personally think they've made an own goal. Because I hope so. Because, mate, look at what's happening in Italy. You've got the whole country now revolt open in pretty much open revolt against the EU. Yeah. Right? You're gonna see that across Europe. Okay, so you've got you've got that as one thing. Then you've got this as a very, very easy sell for someone like me, a traditionalist. How is it that Britain sends 0.7% of GDP abroad to countries that hate us as foreign aid to Pakistan and Somalia? But we've just had a major crisis and we haven't got enough beds to put our elderly folk in, so we're having to let them die. There's a lot of easy sales going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sales that kind of counter their whole world narrative these very same people that if it has been orchestrated it's been orchestrated by the very same people the globalists Mm -hmm. right now I think the other thing is I think people just need to be mindful and this is the problem when you've got quite a low information low IQ society which is kind of the direction we're moving in people will throw away all their freedoms quote unquote freedoms for a quick and easy fix to a quote-unquote problem. Now, this is where I can kind of buy into your whole thing of the Ike thing, problem-reaction-solution. Now, alarm bells will come on for me major if they say, right, a lot of germs on our notes. I think we need to move to a digital currency. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that needs... Uh, we need to openly resist that. How we could resist that, I don't know. But that... That, the contactless but, amount's been lifted to 50 quid, I think, 45, 50 quid yeah. already, as that's as a step you know, yeah, towards yeah, yeah. it. Obviously, you've talked about this thing in China, this, in effect, the mark of the beast, which is this iPhone thing or whatever where you've got to have it on you. You know, if we move towards something like that, then that's, you mm-hmm. know, that's worrying. But then it still stops you from building narrative, mate, because even if they do introduce these things... It doesn't tell us that it was definitely problem, reaction, solution. It just tells us the quote that you used. They saw a crisis and took advantage of the crisis. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's difficult. Um, but I think another point I think is quite interesting is what is this making us do? This whole saga. Now I'm a family orientated bloke anyway, and so are you. But what is this forcing a lot of the population to do? They can't go to the pub. Can't go and buy shite from the, st- the stores and be ultra consumers. Got to stay in, stay at home and mm-hmm. maybe got to talk to their family. Maybe they've got to visit their grandmother and make sure she's okay. Um, you know, I saw a garden, a Guardian article. I'll have to show it you, 
where it based and it framed it in a negative way, like it was a negative. And you can you can you can see why you know when it was written by the Guardian, they said this coronavirus is making people stay at home, talk to their families, and it's um, stopping them from having an aff- having affairs. But the whole framing of the article, oh no, it said it's leading us to a strangely moralistic society. The, I read the whole article. The whole framing of the article was this: this was all negative. Now, from my perspective, this is all positive. Mm. Um, so, as I say, it's, 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 it's. I hope it's making people think: what is important? Family's important. Mm. The great outdoors are important. Going to the shops and buying Chinese shit that you don't need that you're going to put in your, you know, your loft. That's not important. You know. Mm. So, so I, 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 want, I want to get on get on to that now. Actually, um, just before we move on, though, there's one other thing as well that I've heard from somebody. People that are dying at the minute, they're not they're burning the bodies together. It's tragic, man. So you you won't be getting your funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you'll be getting burnt on a on a pile with mm. the rest of them. Mm. Which if they've died of it, is the virus still alive? I don't know. Does it need a host? Why can't people have the? I don't know, but it's strange times. It's very strange times. So I want to move on then. So you just started talking about it then. The real of the real effect of isolation on people. So regardless of if it's real, if it's not, if it's been manufactured or whatever, it's going to start having an effect on people. This isolation. Now the first week or so, we've seen all these people being tagged on social media, you know, doing home workouts, and it was all, you know, quite positive, and over the last week that seemed to have slowed down. We're potentially looking to the end of May, where you're going to be locked in your house, which is another, what, eight weeks or something, yeah. six, six to eight weeks. It's, very, it's going to be very interesting to see over the next week or two how people start coping. What's your thoughts? Maybe I can give my own experience first. I'm as happy as Larry. Mm. You know him, don't you, Larry? Yeah, yeah. He's a happy I'm bloke, isn't he? You know what I mean? Um, I live quite a... Primitive would probably be a strong word, but quite a primitive... Simple. Exi- simple yeah. existence, like, mm. you know. Um, I'm not a major consumer. I like to read. I like to exercise. I like to spend time drinking tea with my family. So really, mate, not a great major deal has changed for me. The only thing is I've got more time to read, I've got more time to talk to my family, I've got more time to exercise and be out in nature. Um, However, I can see how that would be a major problem to the modern man or the modern woman, who their whole existence is, is built around consuming, consuming clothing, you know, going out for meals constantly, going to the cinema. Yeah, I can really see how that's going to be a problem for people. Mm. It's going to make people, it's going to give people a lot of time to, because there's only so much Netflix they can watch and there's only so much um, degenerate Love Island repeats and whatnot they can watch. They're going to start to think, yeah. maybe they're going to actually be forced to engage with their own thoughts yeah. and that's worrying for a lot of people I was just about to say I think it's going to expose people to themselves indeed you know they, they're going to realise Matt you know I haven't really got much substance yeah you know what are my interests yeah what I'm actually doing other than going to work and getting lagging on the weekend yeah 
Now I can't do that. I'm watching porn. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you want to... Uh, that thing you told me about what Pornhub are doing. Interesting. Now, if any, anyone follows me on social media, know I'm quite an anti-porn crusader. Now, I'm no prude. However, after looking into pornography, um, I can see how it's... Dis- and, and having, in my previous employment, worked with young men, young lads... I can see how pornography is destroying a whole generation of people um, through giving them these warped ideas of what sex is, these warped ideas of what intimacy is. Um, but also, also, rot in their brain. It, 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 it actually rots your brain, uh, watching this pornography and filth. Um, it degrades women. So I think it's interesting. You've got all these feminists running around talking about patriarchal gentlemen like good self here Stephen and myself who are these you know uh, masculine alpha males who are these threats to women no threat whatsoever defenders of women Uh, but they've nothing to say about pornography that degrades women and uh, destroys women you know the amount traffic traffics women (laughs) traffics women traffics children underage women you see a lot of these uh, poor ruined porn star women who are ruined emotionally spiritually and physically I would imagine killing themselves because it's destroyed them. Got nothing to say about that, the feminists, which is quite interesting. Um, but, interesting point, Pornhub, which I think is the largest distributor of vile images and um, videos to children, because children can get hold of this stuff easy. One quick search of sex or whatever on Google, there's no restrictions stopping them uh, watching this filth and having their, soul, their mind destroyed. Um, Pornhub to help the Italians, and I'm sure it will come our way to help us, which will be great, you know, which will be really good for the mm. people, has given free access to their premium service to Italians. So while Italians are sat in their tower blocks, not being able to exercise, you know, um, food resources are maybe small. Probably losing their minds. Probably losing their minds. Now they can wank themselves senseless to gangbangs and abuse of women. So... Thanks for that, Pornhub. That's, you know... Um, it's help, it? it's, it's almost like, you know, for, I'd have to be a real conspiracy theorist to think this, but it's almost like they want to stick the last coffee nail in and really destroy mm. these people. You know, destroy all sense of um, sanity and, uh, yeah, goodness while they're down just, on their knees. They're just draining the energy out of them. Just draining the energy. That constant dopamine hit. And then become desensitised to it. Yeah. Mm. And then before long, you've got young lads. Um, I've worked with, I worked with young lads, so I know of these kind of things that young lads, 15, 16 year old lads, can't get erections. Mm. Can't get an erection at 15 or 16 from a woman because they've watched. It's like anything, any form of conditioning or, or breaking down of sensitivities. They've watched, started watching pornography at nine or ten or eleven or whatever because the access is so easy. They've started watching a man and a woman. Before long, you know, within a couple of years, they're watching all manner of... It's violence, and it? That's mm-hmm. bottom line what it is, violence. And it's desensitised them to such a degree that they meet a lovely young lady who they're with. She's not going to turn them on, because they're used to watching 20 men go through a woman. Mm. Um, yeah, so just thought I'd get that little bit of anti-porn <laughs> crusading in there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, but, but more broadly... I hope that blokes are looking at themselves. It's not a problem if you come to the conclusion that 
your life is a mess. It's quite a brave mm. uh, stamp, you know, stand to take, I think. Or you come to the conclusion that, bloody hell, there's not much substance to me as a person. Mm. Like you say, all I do is go to work, I consume pornography, I consume clothing, I, you know, I just mm. spend money. You know, I haven't actually got any beliefs or thoughts on the world or whatever. It's, it's, it's good to... It, you're brave if you come out and say, in this time, mate, you think, that's me. Yeah. And then you think, you speak to people or you just start yourself. What can I look into? You know, how can I uh, strengthen myself as a man? You know, can I get into some sports, some exercise? Can I walk in nature? Can I start reading books? You know, it's it's never too late, is it? You know, mm. to, to improve yourself. Don't cost no money. Yeah. I think we spoke about it on previous ones. It all comes down to comfort, don't it? I mean, look at the reaction of, of people at the minute. A lot of people are just completely melting and folding over all this panic. Mm. Scared to leave the house. And it's because they've been co- too comfortable for too long. Mm-hmm. So the first bit of adversity that anyone's at, anyone probably in our generation's had in their life, this is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, can you... Look at the reaction of people now. Could you even imagine if there was the genuine threat of your house being bombed tonight when you go to sleep? Mm-hmm. Like they had in the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you it's imagine only, what... Only 80 years ago, yeah. the Blitz. Like can you imagine what that time would have been like? Mm. Yeah. It just... Yeah, we've got... we've got. A... That's why I'm not as hopeful, maybe. That's why I'm not as hopeful. That we've got it in us to... to turn it around and go against the, this current system that we've got. Yeah, I get that. But I think, I've said this before, things are not bad enough, firstly. There's too much comfort. There's too much distraction. I mean, that's the main thing. And as we were walking down, we were talking about how um, E. Michael Jones says that uh, sexual liberation is political control. So he basically says that, you know, the porn industry or... The fact that we went from this highly conservative civilization where a man was with a wife and whatnot to this debauched, degenerate uh, civilization, quote unquote civilization that we have now, where it's free and easy love and porn on demand and whatnot. Well, you can extend that to <clears throat> a whole host of things. Everything's like that. Everything's instant yeah. gratification, everything. If we did have a, re- a not a recession, a depression off the back of this, Maybe do a lot of people a hell of a lot of good, mate. Um, I'm a Christian, so I wouldn't like to get too into social Darwinism, but maybe, you know, <laughs> we need to stop dragging so many people along that contribute nothing. Now, I'm not saying these people need to go in any way, shape or form, but we support so many people that contribute nothing. Not necessarily contribute economically, but contribute nothing to life. They're just drains on everyone that they're around. Um... Maybe if we did see a depression, now I wouldn't want that because a lot of people have worked very hard to get into a good position where they want to have families now and, you know, etc. But if we did see a depression, all that immediate gratification would be gone. Now, it's gone to a certain degree now. You know, people can't go to the shops and buy clothes all the time. They can't go to the cinema. They can't go for meals. But they've still got order online. They've still got all the Netflix and all this business. They've still got the porn. As I say, if we did see a genuine depression and you know mass media and that took a major hit maybe people would then have time to um, think about what really is important think about what the real problems are in society and 
instead of going home and wanking, maybe start collectivising and talking to people and, you know, saying something, you know, is it positive that um, Brits are minorities in London, Birmingham, Slough, you know, is Leicester, is that a good thing? And if it's not a good thing, shall I start questioning why it's happening? And shall I start actively taking a role in, you know, forming some kind of collective? Because we're such an atomised people. We have no community now, do we? Mm. Largely, sadly. And, and, and for me, like, you know, people can say that's down to leftism. And I think, you know, largely is bringing in hordes of people from the third world. But it's, it's more down to, for me, big capital. And this whole capitalist system where you don't help your fellow family member you don't mm. help your friend you don't help your your neighbor because all that matters is you getting ahead you Number getting one. more money you getting the next car you getting the next stone island jacket or what do you know what i mean like it's and i think you know if if we did have this this you know some kind of drawback of credit that would be the big one for me the mm. drawback of credit um we might see some positive outcomes from mm. that um because if you can't satisfy your needs by buying clothes and buying this and buying that, maybe you need to look into yourself and think, maybe I need spiritual needs. Maybe I need to develop my intellect. Maybe, you know, I need to read Lord of the Rings and imagine this lovely, um, you know, potential society that we could have. Um, you know, what do you think? Mm. I think it's interesting that, to see where it's going to go financially. I know you spoke about potential of going towards cashless society but the whole well all the western world Europe and USA are just pumping money out just printing money yeah pumping it into helping people now you can overlook it as that's a really good thing but then you could ask the question where's the help been for people for, for so long why are you only just doing it now indeed or you could look at it and say, it's quite worrying because this is going to crash the economy. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. And then what comes along with that? Is, uh, you, you keep hearing it in the media, I don't know if you have as well, but they're talking about this universal basic income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's communism really, isn't Basically, it? Basically, right? yeah. So the way it's dressed up will be, you know, in, in terms of hardship, everyone will have a living wage. Now, I'm not opposed to everyone having, right, you ain't going to die. Yeah. But if you want to get on, you've got to get on yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you ain't got to die. There's yeah. your food money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. But it is just being dressed up as that. And really, all it's going to do is create dependence on the state. And that's what it's about. So all these people now that are going to be in a lot of trouble after this, small businesses, etc., people that were getting on themselves, yeah. are going to be dragged back down into the... The, the big, the, them, it? Yeah, it's the big pot at the bottom. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, we're looking after you. There's your money. But you've got to get on yourself. But after this, there's probably going to be less opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because what's going on now? So people aren't working. People aren't getting on. They're not creating their own business and wealth. But look at the companies that are carrying on. Tesco, Asda, Amazon. They're all carrying on. So they're going to come out stronger, probably with more of a monopoly, mm. because people get used to it, don't they? And it's quick and easy, like you were saying earlier. And you see how this leads into you've, you've kind of led me into my next point: how <clears throat> communism and big capital 
they serve the same interests because yeah. what big capital is X amount of conglomerate companies that control everything. Communism is just a government that controls everything. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. The cor- corporations and government are just two sides of the same coin, really, aren't they? At yeah. the moment, that, 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 that's where it's going. And You know, you were saying about what they're doing. They, you know, they're printing money, so mm-hmm. it's quantitative easy. Mm. Now, see, this it's, it's not it, backed by anything, though. Yeah, so the, and the, I get that. The money doesn't actually exist. No, but, but the problem that you've got, mate, is that quantitative, quantitative easing can lead to hyperinflation when it's a nation state, right? Like we saw in Germany in the 1920s where you needed a wheelbarrow of cash yeah. to buy a loaf of bread. That was hyperinflation mm-hmm. as a result of them, you know, the, the uh, quantitative easing. But now you've got this global economy where the dollar, basically, well, the dollar's the reserve currency of the world, but then the dollar really can be spent in any of these mm-hmm. um, satellite nations, which, you know, much of the Western world are. Now, they're just printing this money I don't think we can see this this uh, hyperinflation because against what? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no if everyone's doing no the same thing. Then, currency. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, well, so who who? Inle- unless the, the, there's a replacement currency that comes out of it, the global currency. Indeed. You know that that's that's the worry for me. Yeah. So I think it's best just to keep our eye on the ball with yeah, these yeah. things, isn't it, and just see if. Uh, you know, like you say, you're absolutely spot on. We could, we could, I'm just posing it there, we could see two things from the Book of Revelations there, Mark of the Beast and the Cashless Society, and the One World Government, which is also talked mm-hmm. about in the One World Currency. Yeah. All three come out in one. The, the, we'll have well, to wait the, and see. You keep hearing, it's the language that they use on the news that I always look out for. So they start bringing things in, and they'll start dropping certain words or phrases... Um, and they're talking about you know all countries need to get together to do this together as one global we all need solution to do this. yeah we all need to be look getting together to to make sure this doesn't happen again and but and and, and this to be fair I, I'm going to see your counter to this because it, it depends on having a well informed intelligence society which I kind of don't have now you keep telling us we need global solutions but the global element. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyone with half a brain just responds with that straight mm. away. It was your whole globalisation that caused this, mm. if it is real. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. So yeah. I, don't, I kind of want to uh, wrap this up, not on a negative. So I think we've both put our points across, but are we ever going to know the, the, the truth? That's debatable mm-hmm. of exactly what's going on. Um if there are people getting sick, there obviously are. I mean, people are going to get sick anyway. So, what I, what I thought was quite strange, just quickly before we go into this, is when at the height of the panic buying, so a couple of weeks ago, people were panic buying, and I popped down to uh, do a shop at the supermarket, and as I walked in, I thought, oh, this isn't that bad, because I was walking through the fruit and veg bit and all the fresh food. Yeah. Yep, filled up my trolley uh, with the stuff that I wanted to get. And then as I started walking around into where the biscuits and crisps and pop and everything else was, the shelves were empty. So, if this is, if this is what we're being told it is, what are you doing to help yourself? 
you should be putting the, the stuff that's on the shelf is the stuff that you should be buying you need to be putting proper nutrition into your body mm-hmm. anyway yeah. whether there's a COVID-19 or not indeed you know what I mean so what I want to just wrap it up with is going forward tips for people or what you see for the future okay. or how people can cope with the isolation as well so what I would say is that we've we've tried to build a narrative on what's going on but regardless of what's going on because this, this this applies to our situation in the western world post or pre COVID-19 what can I do mm-hmm. That's got a, that, yeah. that should be your kind of yeah. your mantra in your life what positive stuff can I do yeah. I'm powerless in regards to some things so what's in what's in my control because yeah. There's no point worrying about it if it's no, not. No, no, no. Like, for example, right now, when are you ever going to have this time again in your life until retirement, unless you're on the rock and roll, when you can work on yourself? You're not, ultimately. So, people are crying at the board. What is wrong with you? Come on, man. Use that time. If you've never read before, force yourself. Start doing 20 minutes a day. Build it up. Start reading, broadening your horizons. You know... I did a little Instagram video of it yesterday. Go out into nature and just walk in a direction. You know, f- feel the liberation, feel f- feel how free you mm. feel just to walk off in a direction. You're in no rush. Yeah. Just see what you stumble. Be an adventurer. And if people are worried about, you know, they are genuinely worried and they're thinking, I don't want to go out because I don't want to come into contact with people. I've been walking every single day since the lockdown and you hardly see anyone. Yeah, which is so a shame, really. Yeah, it, it is, yeah, but, you know, don't let that hold you back if you're yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Again, get exercising. You can mm. do stuff in your garden. Get in shape. Like you've got so much time on your hands. Become, you know, broaden your intelligence, broaden your horizons. Get out into nature. Get exercising. Spend some time with your family. Actually, get to know your family. Because I'm always amazed when I talk to people. Sometimes I don't know anything about the, you know, mother's background or anything. You know, we got the time. Um, yeah, just just generally just do mm. these positive being, things, you know. Being cooped up in the house ain't going to do anyone no good, is it? Absolutely no. not. I don't know about you, but what happens when you're sat in the house and for too long and you, and you start getting a bit bored, maybe? You start opening the cupboards and the fridge, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You know it, what I mean? It, it goes it, yeah, out, exactly, man. yeah. You're having a dunk then, aren't you? <laughs> Which ain't going to help in the long run either. No, no, no. So, listen... I'm not saying don't have a biscuit because I love a biscuit, you know. Touche, <laughs> You've got to be aware of these things, and you know, like people could come out of this severely damaged. It's crazy if they're not careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only two weeks in. It feels like much longer than that, but we're only two weeks in. We're talking about six months till we're back on our feet, normal, if yeah. you like. Mm. I think I'd just like to give it a bit of perspective, fellas. All you're being asked to do is stay in your house. Stay in your house or stay in your garden or stay away from people in your warmth, with your food, with your entertainment. You know, only 80 years ago, London was being blown to bits in the Blitz. You know, only 80 years ago was the Eastern Front where the Germans lost six million men. In the freezing winter, they were getting blown to pieces. The Russians, I think, lost 10 million. Come on, lads. (laughs) You know, they're people that we share blood with. How can you have become, we, we, and I use that very loosely, how can we have become so weak? You know, and I'm not having a go, I'm just saying, 
recognised. You know, it's good to get perspective recognised. My situation is not bad at all. Mm. I've the resources here with the internet to learn stuff. You know, I've got nature safe and free. I can go out into nature for the day. Cost nothing, does it? Catch a few rays, you know what I mean? Mm. It's, uh, yeah, and, and, and it kind of got to get out of this comfort business. Yeah. Comfort will kill you yeah. as a man, mm-hmm. you know. I don't, sp- you know, uh, purport to know enough about the psychology of women um, to talk on comfort because I'm not a woman. But as a man, comfort will literally mm. eat your soul. Yeah. You know, let's get out. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I've been doing, I thought, I know you have as well, but I've been doing this before it anyway, but I'd, I'd recommend this to anyone, is cold showers. So, like you're saying, that is our bit of discomfort that we're forcing on ourselves. Yep. And it's not just that, it's your immune system's responding to that as well, mm-hmm. and it's building up a natural defence. So if you are worried about getting the virus, these are the things that you can be doing to help yourself. It's free, you have a shower every day anyway. Last 30 seconds to a minute, turn it cold. Mm-hmm. when you finish your shower and make yourself stand under there and it'll build up mental resilience as well indeed yeah so um, anything else you want to add that's all for me yeah thanks for this yeah no worries uh, thank you very much cheers